Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics oh. Show Pubcast. Love podcasts, hate nonsense, it's the politics (laughs) joke. What? Your voice is so fucked. (laughs) We've started. (laughs) You might be able to guess I'm not going to do very much talking during this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Why does your voice sound like that? Look, Ed, when... um, when some people asked at the beginning of the Stag Zoo whether Wednesday was too early to start, <laughs> uh, they were right. <laughs> um, yeah, five, five days in five days in Prague. So. Five days in Prague is extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, I've said that word again. Do you know that I hadn't said that since, since you you picked up on it and mm. said you've been saying that a lot recently. And maybe it's me. And it made me so embarrassed maybe that I didn't it, say it. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe it's my extraordinary intellect that yeah. makes you say extraordinary all the time. But there has been extraordinary situations, <laughs> and I haven't been able to label them as such. Out of the ordinary? Spectacular? How, what? Massive? I'd sound like such a dick if I was like, oh, what a... Yeah. Oh, how spectacular. Can I just say as well, like, none of you have whooped, clapped, or cheered since we started the podcast. You all just laughed at me. <laughs> I think the... Laughing was the spirit of the whooping. Mm. It was more enthusiastic, the laughter, whooping. than oh, any my, whooping has been. You say it like... I love the way he says it. Yeah, in like what? in Family Guy. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. Whoop. It's yeah. Fantastic. You know when whoop. he says cool whip? Yeah. Whoop. You say whoop. 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 Yeah. Whoop. Whoop. Will you do it again? With it, what, Will you just do whooping? some whooping for me? I'm not going to do the intro <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. very good. Okay, do it again. One more time. Yeah, okay. Now? Woo! Misfire. Misfire. I swear this never happens to me, darling. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, fucking hell, right. Uh, the Golden Boy of Politics, Joe Ed Campbell, how are you? I'm doing well. I think better than you. <laughs> There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that you're doing better than yeah, me right Jesus. now. Uh, it's hit me like a fucking brick wall. I only mm. had one pint yesterday as well. I know. That was one I too th- many. I thought I'd been given like a, a 
a reprieve. You know, sometimes you get the hangover and it just doesn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, wow, I've lucked out here. No, you pushed it back. It was it was a false dawn and it was just a stay of execution. And yeah, it hit me like a fucking brick wall. Morning, morning or evening did you have the pint? Morning, first Morning, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, and then just had one? Yeah. And then went... With a chicken bacon club, sam- you know, club sandwich. Yeah. Uh, great story about the chicken club sandwich. The club sandwich, someone explained it to me. Um, someone tried to tell me that it's called a club sandwich because it's chicken lettuce under bacon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ava Santina as well, Capital J journalist, you're right? Yeah, great, great. Yeah, glad to have you here. Um, <laughs> how are you, mate? I have a terrible morning, yeah? as you know. Well, please tell everyone else. I woke up at about six o'clock to my phone not working. How and did you wake up? No, no alarm as well. I always wake up Body like, clock. like Frankenstein, Respect. like coming, you know, coming out of the tomb. Respect um, that. Being jolted to like pay electricity. Yeah. It, I, well, I thought it might have been that that woke me because my phone wasn't working and my charger was like basically well, in my eyeball. Yeah. Struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, oh, I go through this two hour panic of like, I haven't got a phone. I call Vodafone. I buy a new phone. I go to collect the phone and very nice tech guy there was like, can I see your old phone? And he just turned it on. And there was nothing wrong with it. It was just, just off. Just It was just off. So, nice. big um, morning. Yeah, big morning. Big morning. Mm. Have you had a big morning? Um, no. no. Well, not. I think nothing compares to Ava's morning. Mm. I went to the gym before work, but that's... I feel Did like, you? Before like, work, really? Yeah. I feel like Everyone my says. morning compares more strongly to Ava's morning. I feel like mentally I'm in Guantanamo Bay right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> An attritional war of like me against me. I'm like fully in the trenches right now. The woman who ran the uh, Airbnb, well, it was not an Airbnb, it was like an apartment hotel, has sent a, um, a photo of one of the flats that the guys were staying in complaining about the condition it was left in. Uh, and they put that down the WhatsApp group this morning and I got was getting flashbacks. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't fucking get me out of this How did you group. leave it? What was yours like? I like uh, to imagine you make your bed when you leave an Airbnb. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I strip the bed and put it in the water. No, um, <laughs> the, uh, there were two flats. Our one was the slight, our one didn't have the stag in it. So mm. ours was like, wasn't the host for pre-drinks and stuff. So we just had to like tidy up the plates that we'd eaten croissants off in the morning and mm. things like that. How delicious. Um, it is very funny, the idea of you just come back from a five-day holiday in Prague, you're <laughs> presenting a podcast like, this is just like Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, I, no, come on. Okay, look, you know, I'm being slightly... slightly I've been crit- waterboarded. <laughs> Mentally, it There was does that feel guy like that, that oh, really pissed me off this morning, this like... Like, okay, I'm trying to make this like not obvious. Mm. A presenter in Bristol who'd been at a festival over the weekend mm, okay. and was like take, sending like, posted some nice photos of them at the festival. And they were like, oh, gruelling weekend reporting from this festival. And it really <laughs> pissed me off. Really annoyed me. Were, were they being tongue in cheek? No. No, he meant it. Gruelling. I don't know. There is something like I know it is a holiday. I'm not, I haven't got no idea who you're fucking talking about. So um, I, I'm just going to make I'm just going to make this about me again. <laughs> there is something quite grueling. Like it's not it's fun, but it's not like a nice old time. You know, like stag doing. It's not like yeah. you, I understand the joke you're making yeah. about me, which is fair, mm-hmm. but it's not been a restful time at all. Do you think stag do's have become more brutal? in recent decades because I, I was recently at my uncle's 60th mm. and as a present someone who'd been on his stag do had given him like they had for the original stag do which would have been in like 1994 they printed out like a, like a double spread mock-up newspaper report about what it was going to be mm. and it was so tame and gentle there was nothing like like 
I'm going to be my uncle fake name, uh, John. <laughs> Which is a great fake name. There's nothing like, oh, John is a horrible bastard and we hate him. I was like, John likes playing inside centre for the local rugby club. <laughs> like a really like nice profile of each person on the stag do. Whereas now it's like, oh, fucking all he's a paedophile. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the newspaper spread. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of stuff like that. I don't know. It's, I was chatting to the old boys on this one and on my own and others I've been on. There was very definitely like a, a, a they were slightly terrified <laughs> about, about, about the, like the drinking that's involved. Because they, they would say that, that sort of at most previously they would sort of do like two days in a pub. But it would be they'd get there open and they'd stay there till the end or have a lock-in. But they weren't like clubbing until 5am mm. and then waking up and getting on it again and going back out again. Um, so I think maybe they have I th- I, there's almost certainly some kind of deeper psychological analysis we could do about why the crisis of masculinity yeah uh, I <laughs> don't know if it's going to be like that when I start doing hens mm. one hen I went on was awful really awful yeah oh. um, it was like a spa weekend and I just found the whole thing deeply uncomfortable mm. I just, they're not they're not my friends anymore. Was it late? Was, was, it, was a brief, it late Guantanamo Bay? Brief foray into yeah that friendship group that I was like I'm going to stick with my own friends from now on. No new friends. Imagine having a ten weekend so bad. <laughs> Someone's like I'm out. Yeah, I'm done with this friendship. For the friendship group and the wedding. There was a schedule in the morning for who could shower when, and I was what? like, this this is not for me. Yeah, no, I want to shower whatever I fucking want. Yeah, I've inter- interestingly. Um, I was I was chatting to a restaurateur who was uh, insistent that when stags and hens came into his restaurant, the hens were way worse. Yeah, I can imagine. Than yeah. the stags, he said that he would be like sexually assaulted, like repeatedly. But you know, they try and take your clothes off and like <laughs> put your hands down your trousers and stuff. Um, whereas, like, I guess because he's a bloke, so presumably the, the stag would not sexually mm-hmm. assault him. But he said that the hens were like far more deranged. Um, than the stag do as well, mm. which I wouldn't have necessarily expected. I guess you have a stereotype in your head, don't you, about um, like British men abroad, which no smoke without fire. There is some pretty bad behaviour, but also like no, no, like no one got arrested. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like very good nature. But they couldn't catch you. Yeah, because we're too yeah. fast, baby. That's what my legs hurt today. Um, yeah. I got asked to be my best friend's maid of honour last week, which is really oh, nice. Congratulations! Really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you can plan a Hindu. I can plan a Hindu. Yeah, no schedule. No yeah. showers. Yeah. No one. Uh, I want no to do, I, style, yeah. I want to do some of the things that you did on your stag do. Yeah. Like I want to make her drink like like I want to strap like bottles of wine to her hands and things like that. Yeah, for sure. But she's marrying this really stand-up guy, like really lovely, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. wealthy, different class to both of us. And I like <laughs> I really want him to look at that Hindu and go, Am I making an error? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what that should be the intention for sure. Yeah. Um if you travel abroad as well, there's some some good sort of Travel-related drinking challenges that you can do, you know, like port to port and stuff like that. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we can. We'll yeah, talk. Nice. We'll talk after. I'll give you some ideas. Nice. Having been subjected to them myself, um, I actually no, no. What goes on tour stays on tour. I think, oh, yeah. very good. <sighs> Certainly within this public forum. Um, should we try and talk about politics a little bit, guys? Yeah, sure. yeah I suppose. Yeah. Um, what happened whilst I was away? I, I've barely engaged with the news agenda. Small Boats Week. Small Boats Week. How did that go? Off the flyer. Oh, big, big week for Rishi. Mm-hmm. Big week. Um, I, I tell no, I tell like, I saw that they had to evacuate the barge. Yeah. Yeah. Because of Legionnaire's disease. Well, the bacteria, Legionella bacteria. Which they knew about. Yeah, and Sean and I were there on Thursday. 
Oh, okay. Tell me Did all about it. Did you not it. even know that? Mate, I'm literally catching up on I've still got like oh, 200 emails enough. to go through. Sorry. Fair enough. I'm, I'm coming in raw right now. <laughs> if, not like that. <laughs> you've watched more ah. politics your content than... The person who's in charge of politics, your house. Yeah. In the past, Ed, you did. I was on holiday, and at this company, we respect our time outside of work. <laughs> I oh, think you'll find you don't. You don't extend that generosity to, to us. No, so. absolutely not. No, it's just it's just for me. Is that true? I enjoy. I, I've never been contacted when I've. No, I was joking. The uh, the professional boundaries that Georgia could you are very well managed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Pointing enough going at yeah, you behind yeah, the yeah. desk. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, how was it? What did you learn? Well, Sean and I went down there on Thursday. There is a barge that is obviously parked off of the coast of Portland, which is just off of Weymouth. It's like on a spit. And the councillors of Portland, we met with them and we met with the mayor. And all of the evidence I am now looking at stacks up that they were about to announce this Legionnaires thing. And I just did not see it at <laughs> all, <laughs> which I'm really annoyed about. <laughs> Things like, um, so there's no life jackets on there. Um, and they specifically weren't put on there. Are not provided there's cold showers or there's no running water at all big clue there might be something wrong mm -hmm. with the water in that specifically mm, yep. um and that there had to be like regular wash cycles and laundry and things like that but in a more strict way than you would expect mm. all of this is saying there was something wrong with the water yeah and i was like oh, terrible that, that yeah. is a nightmare no analysis from me <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you um if you want to shout a story at me and me not understand it, that's that's you. Yeah. And what was the um how do people in the town feel about it? Well, mixed actually. A lot of people did not know it was going on. And then when we mm. told them it was going on, they were absolutely horrified and they had some kind of story about how a potential asylum seeker would potentially sexually assault someone in the town. It was like, mm, yeah, but you didn't actually know about this five minutes ago. Mm. So has that happened or mm. is that a, uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. The barge itself is horrible. It's very prison-like. Um, it was difficult at the beginning because it was the most beautiful day in Weymouth. It was like 26 degrees. The sun was shining. There were kids paddle boarding. And we were like, God, Boat looks really nice. <laughs> That's what Eva takes me saying. We've got an issue. It looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I quite want to be on it. <laughs> you said it looked like pontons, I think. I, I did say it looked like pontons, oh. yeah. Um, but it, it's not. And it, what's interesting is the capacity. That bit was really underplayed. Okay, it really on. is meant to be 200 people on there. And they wanted to pack it out with 500. Mm. And they, I mean, they had like one laundry room for 500 people. Mm. One like exercise room for 500 people it would have been awful in there mm. you know mm. didn't i get it going again must have cleaned out the bacteria well i don't know because the whole reason that they wanted to put this barge there was because rishi sunak believed that that or suella believed that that would be a deterrent or it would make them look strong in the eyes of the public and then the polling came back at the end of the week to say that none of the public believed sunak had a handle on immigration and that Starmer would be better at it it's a really interesting political strategy isn't it to like increase the salience of, a, of an issue, mm. but then do nothing about it. But that's all the Conservatives' weeks they've done in... Oh, do they do this all the time? This, this, this weeks? Just being, yeah. It's something week. It's just very odd. Being like, but, but, do you not remember crime week? When oh, Bob, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. But no, it's like, but, it's like sorry, it's, it's just it's the inside baseball side of it. It's because like they have the grid, right? And it'll be like, this. Yeah. Week, you know, that's what our comms is on. And then they tell the stenographers and the client journalists that this is what we're going to be doing. So, yeah, so then they tweet, you know, so then you fucking get your boys out tweeting that it's going to mm. be crime week, etc. Yeah. Whereas in actual fact to like, regular voter does oh. not give a shit what the Downing Street comm strategy is this but, week. But it's also all the things they're highlighting, they're actually just highlighting their own failures. 
Yeah. Because they're like, we someone needs to sort out this problem we've been managing for 13 years at this point. And it, also, voters aren't stupid because I think everyone knows that they've been in power for 13 years. Mm. I don't know. I think that the, the, the buy-in from the media that week was quite extraordinary. The, mm. line, the, the lines that were coming out about it. I mean, not one media outlet I watched a hell of a lot of news last week while I was pretending to do work at the, in this office. <laughs> um, no one was highlighting that there aren't any safe or legal routes into the country yeah. anymore. And I just, I just find that extraordinary. I mean, some of the people who just died in the channel over the past week, they're Afghan. Like they're Afghanist from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Six of them were. I mean, that's a country that we are meant to be offering safe passage from. Yeah. And we actually don't, we don't offer it. Not only, only like fewer than a Fewer than 100 people from Afghanistan have been resettled under that scheme? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the Arab and Aran schemes, and they're both, they, they have a capacity of 5,000 a year, and they filled up pretty much immediately. I think we've got 21,000 in, was the latest, was the latest figures. But they're not in. No, no. They're going to be dripped over the next couple of years. It's like places, and then even then they're in um, hotels, right? They're not like in housing, and they're also now kicking them out of the hotels. So there's like a pretty significant homeless population growing it's um, quite fascinating that you can sort of put someone from a war-torn country into a hotel not allow them to work and then at the end of the year go wow you've achieved nothing <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucked man it's also as well i think the lack of recognition of, or all the ideas that are deterrents like the rwanda thing is a deterrent and there's just a complete lack of awareness that or, or maybe, maybe it's more disingenuous than that maybe it's like they're fully aware that the push factors are much more attractive or are much more powerful than so like threats of climate change and war are forcing the mass displacement of people. And the idea that they think, oh, you might be putting a plane to Rwanda, but no one has actually gone yet. It's, to, it's supposed to stop someone who's like scared for their life and fleeing mm. and want to provide like a good life for their family. The, the idea that that's a more powerful factor is Well, wrong. there's also the melting pot of the argument, right? So like everything is sort of confused and conflated so that the ordinary voter just thinks that this sort of like one homogenous group is immigration and that's mm. all the same and so like for some reason the people who want to come over here and work in the nhs or come to work as fruit pickers or laborers are also the same as afghans trying to come over because they're fleeing a war-torn mm. country so everyone has been lumped into this massive problem pile that we should all be frightened about mm. i think it uh speaks to a really like a broader truth about the modern, the latest iteration of the Conservative Party, and specifically Rishi Sunak's Conservative Party, which is, you know, uh, you you it's just so confused and at times contradictory. So, for example, now that we have left the European Union, we like there is no longer an excuse, right? There's no there's, you you can't point your finger at something and say this is the reason we have immigration. Like it's now totally within your gift <laughs> to be in control of it. You're complaining about how high it is when it's totally under your control. Increasing the salience of it and then not actually doing any of the things to it. I don't know if you, again, just to be, for anyone who's not aware, I'm incredibly pro-immigration. I think we need more of it to the country. I think it's a good thing that, for example, students want to come and study here, that people do want to come and work here. And in the extreme cases, in the instance of refugees, we should let those people in too. But if you want to take the political position of those people shouldn't come to the country and then you have migration where it is, i.e. net quite high, like, it's just, it's a colossal fuck up. It's a, uh, we want to build houses, but actually we kind of don't want to build houses and we're going to block some. Oh no, but in Cambridge, we're going to build more. It's just so jumbled and like nonsensical 
there's there's no concurrent sort of running ideology or philosophy through it. The only thing that he's trying to do really is to have some sort of instance of a personal political legacy mm -hmm. before he is inevitably destroyed at the next general election yep. <laughs> by the man we all want to have a pint with, Keir Starmer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that is to do with the, the Johnson administration though, isn't it? Because the departments, like the Home Office, Justice, all of, the, all of the departments have been complaining that they haven't had a Secretary of State in place long enough to actually do anything or to actually follow any action through. Think about how many, I mean, Home Office, well, actually that's not the best one. Think about how many Secretary of States of you know, culture we've had in mm. the past couple of years. The turnover is so high, you actually can't get any real meaningful work done. Mm. Yeah, Cummings wrote about it, didn't he? That <laughs> was an interesting moment on the stag. <laughs> latest Cummings email just dropped fellas it's <laughs> in the WhatsApp no um, yeah treasury, treasury orthodoxy right Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Total rhubarb. It's the Politics Show podcast. 33% of people thought Keir Starmer was better for joining them on a night out than Rishi Sunak. I tell you right now, as someone who's been on a night out four nights in a row for the last week, I would not want either of those cups. Yeah, it's really damning with the memories. They think you're more fun than Rishi Sunak. I, the, I guess there's like a degree of the man is a multimillionaire, so you're probably not going to have to get too many rounds in. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was just looking bring, for. That so was... You don't want to get him. He's going to be a... Neither do I at no, this stage. Like, if you're doing rounds, just a... Just a cork for me. Mm. Like, that's a, okay, this that's was the tweet. Pop. He would get the coke in, famously. <laughs> He's admitted to that before, right? That's okay. The cook. Obviously, either way, you're having the worst night of your life. But with one of them, you're getting table service with nice whiskeys. And with the other one, you're waking up to a Monzo request for £17. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I got fucking stung for £1.30 this weekend for a taxi ride. <laughs> do you know, do you know name outrageous. It? Do you know name the person and shame them? No. I think you should. No. I've, I've deliberately omitted like enough information so that the people that don't exist in a sort of public persona are in no way <laughs> associated with the events <laughs> of the past week. I like that we are, the idea that we now exist in the public or something. Oh, actually, that was a... We are literally broadcasting this conversation on YouTube. Well, so. yeah. People can see this. And I was also going to say... <laughs> they do know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go on. What were you going to say? No, so, okay. So I went on this date last Wednesday and it was the worst date I've ever been on in my life. Why? Because he knew everything about me. That's like, nuts. I'm not joking. The most niche information you've ever... You you could, talk about it here. Because I talk about it here. <laughs> How do these people know these things? <laughs> um, it was awful. From the second I sat down, 
there was actually one point he said something so niche that I spilt a Guinness down myself and then phoned my friend Charlotte like, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> a real student of the game, disciple of the game. Um, yeah. Deep in the archives. So you're probably getting pretty close to rare territory then, right? Oh, no, I, I'm full on rare. That's okay. like, like that That was the last... Um, Normie. You'll, that was a, <laughs> you'll ever consider that. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this, it was not going to go out with you. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Chance for everything, I guess. Um, who goes home first on a night out? Kiss Thumb or Rishi Sunak? Rishi Sunak. You think? Of course he does. He's yeah. a like city boy. Yeah. Legacy, though. He's got energy. Well, he works in the city. So imagine, and to get promoted, there's a level of like socialization, socialization, socializing and networking that is like, imagine, especially when, we, when he would have been coming up. I think there's like that implicit level of you have to stay out until the boss goes home. But I don't think Keir would Oh, no, you're right. I don't think... Yeah, no, no. I'm right. Keir wouldn't... <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Keir wouldn't go home. Do you know what I mean? Like, Keir would still be there at two in the morning. Oh, you think he's the last one? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, and he'd be like, but, come on, lads. But you'd, li- but you'd like him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants you to go. Like you're clearing home, up right? after a party and someone's still in the kitchen and you get a fright. Yeah. Yeah, he's like that. He's cleaned the bathroom for you. He's like, I didn't want you to do it in the morning. <laughs> That's quite good. Quite a good little impression there. Yeah, I don't know. He does the whole desperately wanting to be normal thing. Yeah. Right? Like, I love the way they belligerently tell us that he is an Arsenal fan. And it's just stand up, loves it. I think that's one of the least likable things about him. Yeah, probably. Because I think, I don't know, any other club... You know, they're a lot less needy than Arsenal fans. <laughs> yeah, and not bottle jobs. Yeah. Back when we were in favour with Labour, one of their advisors once offered me the opportunity to go down and film him playing five-a-side in, mm. in Highbury. And I was like, oh, like interview him. He was like, no, no just, just watch him play five-a-side. He goes and plays once a week. I was like, you want me to stand through a fence, film him playing five-a-side? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a voyeur. It's also, what would be shit? Like, yeah. I think that's one of the most yeah. damning things as a politician of like, you're being bad at sport. Bad at something. Yeah. Wasn't Angela Rayner quite good at it? Football? Yeah. I don't know. I think she, did, I think she showed herself to be quite... There's quite that right. really good photo, isn't there, of like Hancock going for a header. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking very, gim- uh-huh. looking very gimpy. I don't know. <laughs> like... But you wouldn't look good doing anything. Kier? No, Hancock. Yeah, Hancock could, yeah. Never looked cool. He made he made he made uh, Turtleneck look terrible, which yeah. takes takes some doing in modern Britain. I tell you. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, this video right where he's like, here says, I love the smell of horse manure and beef burgers and grass, mm. and then that's the end of the video. Yeah, great video. It's the consummate match day experience. <laughs> that's not fair. Then it actually fades to their slogan, which is now like "Make Britain better" or something. <laughs> it makes, has to be better than this. Yeah. Make <laughs> Even it at the end, it's the smell of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to do something about the horse shit all over this country. It is a disgrace. It is filthy. <laughs> And that's why I'm writing to my good friends, Jeremy Corbyn, about the horse money problem in Islington North. Um, that's funny though, right? The difference between the um, reaction to like Keir Starmer's stated desire to yeah. be viewed as like a normal football fan and Jeremy Corbyn, who supports the same club, and how everyone reacted between those oh, two things, right? I think it was, it was a tweet, this wasn't my joke, but someone was like, 
Jeremy Corbyn being like, tweeting about Arsenal, like, yes, Chez, get the beers in, son. But then Star was like, oh, you're a fraud. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I'm owning a season ticket, which is, that's not an inexpensive gimmick. No, that's no. true. No, I don't doubt, no, sorry, I don't, no, I don't doubt that he's a football player. No, no, neither do I. I, know, I know that he is. But, but I think people like... I find it in deeply, deeply funny that like his, the team around him are so desperate to communicate that he's like, quote unquote, a normal bloke. Yeah. And yeah. so like, please just come and watch him play five a side. Do you think he's just like an absolute freak and that's the only normal thing about him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I think, it, I mean, it, it's just <sighs> very like, um, you know, like that thing about Arsenal, they always walk it in. Like it's very that kind of... <laughs> And then bottle it at the end of the season, yeah. Possibly. Beautiful yeah. build-up. I mean, uh, there's some kind of tortured everyone's, analogy we can pull here. Everyone's an Arsenal fan. you know. Every media media guy is an not, Arsenal it's, fan. It's because of the over-representation of North London as media. It's pro- it probably is that, isn't it? Probably it? Is we that. should get Matthew Goodwin on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate this. <laughs> More people should be supporting Millwall in the media. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Birmingham City fan. <laughs> Mm. Good for you. <laughs> we won this weekend. <laughs> Congrats, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I know the front, the front of the horrific uh, venture capital organisation that now owns us. It's better than than the Chinese venture capital organisation that owned us. <laughs> the, the first guy fell foul of the Communist Party and was imprisoned for money laundering. <laughs> he was yeah, he's disappeared. Yeah. Are you joking? Is that real? Yeah, one hundred percent. Carson Young. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why venture capital? Sorry, I'm just. I'm. It's not strictly accurate to say, but basically, foreign investment. Oh, right. Billionaires. Um, well, I've got no young. interest now. I just okay. really have interested in venture capital. Right, sorry, yeah. Um, but the, you know, there's this thing that happens in sport whereby, like, foreign investment firms, for example, like the one that has just bought us, will associate an affable face, a celebrity, a Ryan Reynolds, if you will, or a Tom Brady, as is happening with Birmingham City now. Where I, I, this, this isn't necessarily specifically what's happened, but usually they will gift them like a, a minority share, like one percent. They'll give them one percent and give them an, you know emblematic honorary role like co-chair of the club or something and then effectively you make tom brady sort of the public facing persona that's associated with the club whereas in actual fact it's just like it's for for the club it sort of serves a brand positioning job and for him he gets a bit of equity and some kind of you know association with it but Generally speaking, he actually has nothing to do with the actual management or day-to-day running of the club. So Ryan Reynolds has nothing to do with the running of that club? I think it's slightly different with Wrexham because oh. they're worth much less than... Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say in Birmingham, but we're not exactly fucking money bags. And not in our um, hearts, yeah. you know? And not in our heart. Not in the hearts oh, of Oh, sorry. I think you were talking about like heart of Middle Odin. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they do. They are involved, but it's not necessarily as... Um, as simple or as like, oh, Tom Brady now owns my football club. Yeah, is basically what I'm what yeah. I'm getting at here. See? Yeah, yes, theory now are now part of that consortium of that owns Burnley. What is yes theory? It's this, they're this YouTube channel that are like they've got millions of subscribers, and they're the one. Oh, is it yes theory or do perfect? I don't know, man. Ooh. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Yeah, you're I don't know your, what you're, you're on your own. I'm, here, check, I'm actually going to check. This that. is like you're earlier when he was here, talking bro. about Steve or whatever his name was. Who? The guy who wants to have human pets. Oh, Cy- <laughs> Cybersmith. Yeah. Sorry, it was Dude Perfect. Not yesterday. Dude Perfect. Cool. They, they kind of pioneered this, this style of videos. It's like we threw a basketball from the top of a stadium and landed it in the hoop. Like mm. They do like a lot of that. Are you drinking off the I don't think you should drink that. Yeah. 
I've, I've, I'm having the worst day of all time. I'm pretty far. It might clean you out. I think it's actually frank. Yeah, Jesus. Might flush you out, though. This episode has focused far too heavily on my hangover. Uh, and various YouTubers who yeah. won football clubs. Well, yeah, anyway. Read, read the Smith thing. Oh, yeah, the Cybersmith thing. Oh, okay. It's just about, we want the audience to know this person exists. Not really. I saw a tweet, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this morning, which now you're well acquainted with what my mental state was like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> understand how fully harrowing it was. And it was a photo of a man. Um, he has sort of a fairly eccentric facial hair, Sort of like part mutton chop, part big old tash. Vaguely steampunk. Yeah, say, very his, steampunk. His aesthetic. Yeah. Mm. Um, a fedora, I think, a hat, some kind of suit. And it, the tweet was something like, this guy would give you the crisp, if you dapped him up, he'd give you the crispest dap and a lovely hug. And I think whoever tweeted that presumably knows who Cybersmith is and what he thinks about things, but was trying to troll people. Into thinking. So anyway, you click on the tweet, you go into the replies, and it then becomes clear quite quickly that the man has some very interesting views about keeping humans as pets um tastefully please note that their genitalia are tastefully covered by loincloths but expressed an interest in um humanely removing their eyeballs to reduce their independence um chopping off their toes so that they could they'd have to walk on all fours but also as their owner you wouldn't have to trim their nails keep costs though yeah, and time. Yeah, um, I don't know where I'm going with this story, but that's what I read it this morning. Um, it's good. It's good to know. It's good to be exposed to different ideas about the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a melting pot. We can't all be in some kind of liberal echo chamber where we're never discussing the merits <laughs> of human pets. Who would be more likely to have a human pet, Richie or Kier? What? Sorry. <laughs> Not me, the three of us. I've got two. <laughs> right here. Um, uh, Rishi probably has one, right? Like he can afford one. Mm. I'd be it, to be honest. Wow. It, I'd be this, living is this a much... what you're on rare for. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this is and this is not going to become a podcast just about my dating life, <laughs> but. Do you remember like a year ago when that another fellow journalist in the lobby was like to me like, oh, you're on Field as well. Field is like the app for... It's the sex app. The sex app. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm really not. And he was like, yeah, no, you are. It's cool. I'm on it too. Like we can, like, it's all good. And I was like, no, I don't think you understand. I'm really, really not. <laughs> Gets out the profile. <laughs> and he's been talking to this person. And I'm like, that is not me. That is awful. <laughs> yeah. That's really bad catfishing, isn't it? Really bad catfishing, because it was... But it's yeah. what the odds that the person you're speaking to knows the person that you're pretending to be. Probably quite low. Yeah, true. Does they, do they not have verification? Like, do you not have to like, send a photo of your ID or anything? I don't know. Uh, accounts like that. I don't think so. Oh, you've never, you've never used anything apps, have you? No. Yeah. Because you're an intel. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I hate women. Uh, um, I, think, I think on like, on Hinge, can you be verified? I don't know. I think I think there is some level of verification, but not. I don't, but also, I think on an app like Field, which is explicitly for sex, there is like a level of privacy that you probably would have to maintain or want to maintain. At risk of making myself sound even more like a boomer, even though you've just outed me as never having used a dating <laughs> app, um, I was reading in the Sunday Times. <laughs> 
physical copy. There's actually out. there's actually uh, an increasing user base on Field who aren't just using it to shag, and they're actually using it because they think that because of the sort of open and honesty of people when they're expressing things like what they're into and what their kinks are, that you get a better degree of honesty when you're just conversing with people and therefore using it to actually go on dates. Mm. Not just I see that. Not just a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. But then that falls into the category of people that I'm terrified of who describe themselves as sapiosexuals. Do you know about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're no. attracted to someone's brain uh-huh. and it like you know how they think and how they act. And it's like, well, I'm sorry. what else yeah. are us? Like, yeah. are we all just so carnal that we're yeah, like yeah. no just face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a bit of a sapiosexual. I don't mind when women speak. (laughs) (laughs) You feel free to use that as a prompt, guys. That's really good. Shut the fridge. It's the Politics Show podcast. I think we're going to go to gender neutral toilets. Oh, sick. I don't mind when women pee either. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of one of the bits of news that came out also whilst I was on, on stagging, uh, the government has said it wants to all new public buildings in England to have separate male and female toilets. Mm. Equalities Minister Kemi Badenoch said it was, quote, vital that women feel safe and, quote, that their needs are respected. The, again, quote, rise in gender-neutral toilets... <laughs> meant female users had felt unfairly disadvantaged and faced longer queues, the government added. That's it. They can't piss enough. Right, fine. The government says separate unisex or universal toilets should be provided in new buildings if there's space, but should not be installed at the expense of female toilets. Okay, as a woman who pees... Mm-hmm. Glad to have you with a sister. <laughs> ne- where, where was the consultation on public toilets? That debate kind of came about during the... Um, the pandemic, you know, when you could go out and you could have a pint, like takeaway pint, mm-hmm. and then everyone realized there's no public toilets anymore. And it's fine for Ed because he can just pee anywhere. Mm. I do. But um, as is his right as a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I noticed during the pandemic, I was like, oh my God, you can't pee anywhere. So if there's this massive concern now suddenly about women peeing safely and not queuing, why aren't you opening the public toilets? Where, where's that conversation? One assumes that. Uh, destroying local council budgets has meant that public toilets have had to be closed, right? That's, yeah. That's happened. But if you're concerned about private businesses and women queuing in private businesses, mm. surely you should be concerned about that as well. No, sorry. I totally, I'm totally agreeing with your point. Like I'm, oh, right. I'm in full agreement with you. Um, I just meant like... Uh, Anti-women pissing brigade. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Why am I going with this? <laughs> Finish that sentence. Uh, I love it when bitches piss. <laughs> This is, I'm just totally unhinged this morning, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, can go to completely tangent, tangentially for a second. Um, I don't want to carry on talking about this. Um, did you see that, that uh, engineer, that lad got like crushed by one of the toilets in uh, Soho? No. What? You know, there's like those, yeah, you know, there's, there's ones that like come out of the ground. No. Yeah, I was working on it. I, I, I don't know those. Well. They come out of the ground? It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, there's like really? pop-up ones, yeah. They literally come out of the crypt. Yeah, yeah, it's like a urinal. Uro- Euro- yeah, that's cool. There's one by Charing Cross. Oh, I'm so anxious, and I'm, let me check this please before we just carry on talking about it. Oh my god, that's that that's that's insane. West London toilet. <laughs> that's 
Mental. Did he go down with it? Yeah. Don't laugh. Right? <laughs> yeah, bang on. Yeah. He went down with it. He was working on it and it just started descending and crushed him. That's awful. But I don't understand. So when it goes underground, then it's not fully intact. You can't just be... Maybe like collapsible. Collapsible. Well, who thought of that? Whose bold idea was that? Yeah. Why isn't there some kind of check to see some... Sorry, as a violent claustrophobic, this is really quite unlocking <laughs> a new, uh, a new yeah. fear in me. One same, this is a lighter tale than that, I think. I was at Primavera Festival last summer and I went to the bathroom and I was blind drunk and I saw lots of guys on these, on these, like, in these urinals that were kind of like semi-private. But they were on a bit of like a pedestal. They were kind of like, you went up like a small ramp to get to them. And <laughs> so I went up there, it was just like a hole in the ground Started, started weeing. Mm. And I realised, I was like, this is, the, the, the privacy kind of screens are really quite low. And they only came up to like here on me. Yeah. And then no, someone, <laughs> and I realised, there's lots of women yeah. looking at me, booing. <laughs> <laughs> like, fully. Like, ah, boo. <laughs> and one shouted, that is fucked up. <laughs> because I'd inadvertently gone into a female urinal. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was also it was at like it was the very first one as you came into the toilet area so it was so like <laughs> you're a woman needing to pee step aside women uh, <laughs> let me We're show you how, show you how it's done <laughs> I was mortified but I was like I wasn't going to stop <laughs> And then I was like, that's so weird. They weren't signposted. But I was just drunk and I'd walk past the sign because I checked the next day. Yeah, I've seen. Um, you went back to the scene of the crime to check. Well, I, it was a, I needed to be that's, 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 rookie, that's rookie. That's rule one. You never go back. Um, yeah, like festival toilet blocks, right? You know, mm. everyone fucking is experiencing that horror mm -hmm. collectively. You know, you'll like you'll be stood stood pissing whilst someone else is shitting next to you. Like, who cares? Do you, do you think? <laughs> Like a spad in the Women of Qualities team saw me pissing. Yeah, we've got to stop sound. this cunt. <laughs> and somehow thought we could legislate for metal toilets in Spain. Yeah, okay. I mean, how long is are we going to wait? Is it Women in Qualities or would it be local government? It's women. It's Kerry Bad It's Spain, no. It's Equalities, yeah. I oh, mean, right. let's just not kid ourselves that this is anything but just completely like gammon faced culture war. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's the, so. The, this is, I, there's so little point in engaging with this, like, in. in, in, in yeah, here What's we the opposite are. of disingenuous? This is disingenuous. Oh, oh, I know this. Fuck. Mick Lynch said it to me. What mm. was it? Oh, ingenious. Something. Yeah, he yeah. came up and he whispered it in my ear. He goes, no one ever says it's this. <laughs> Whatever the word was. And I was like, ingenuous, they presumably. never do, Mick. Yeah, it's probably ingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. the idea that if there's not a woman, like the female toilet sign outside is some kind of fucking force field that protects women in toilets from predatory men. Because that's what it is. Women don't feel safe, right? There might be uh, a, a man who says he's a woman who's going to come into the toilet and I won't feel safe because he'll be in there with me. If, so, if a man wants to do that, mm -hmm. right, if there's that type of bloke out there, he is just going to fucking do that anyway. He is going to he could maybe dress up like a woman to go into the toilet or he'll just go into the fucking mm -hmm. toilet and, and be in there. Like whether or not it's a unisex sign or a female sign on the door does not stop that from happening. Mm. It is a, it's just fucking so dumb. Mm -hmm. So, so, so dumb. It's also, it's also as well, 
this may be a smaller, I don't know, maybe it's not, I don't know, but the, say you're a non-binary person, it's, you would, it would be quite gender dysphoric to go and... I wish you'd stop drinking that. It's really making me feel <laughs> ill. Um, I'm there. I thought I didn't respond to the point I was no, making. carry on, sorry. Like, it make you feel sick. It's, 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 it, if, say you're, you're someone who doesn't identify as a man or a woman, then it's, it's just quite shit to be like forced to choose one of them. That's not what you are. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's nice that there's gender neutral toilets as an option for people. Well, I've never, I mean, a, a disabled toilet has never been gendered, so I don't no. really understand that. There's a study that uh, the government did a consultation and uh, they collected evidence between 2020 and 2021. And um, I actually got it written it down. Yeah. We can see. Respondents, there were 14,500 people responded to this, right? Of that, 83% said they were supportive of non gendered toilets. I guess that was like three years ago. So that was before the hysteria really ramped up over it. Mm. But it's not a real thing. It's not mm -hmm. a real issue. Well, GB News, the worst ones, always out and out, talking about uh, gendered toilets and how we need to have separate. They've got non-gendered toilets in their bloody studio. Yeah, yeah I know they do. Yeah. And, and it's a fucking nightmare when I've been there as well because let me tell you, fellas, I don't know if this is just me or you guys as well, but the sound of feminine piss hitting the toilet bowl is like a red rag to a bull for me. <laughs> Um, just fucking absolutely deranged, you know. It's catnip. It's an aphrodisiac. There's an Ollie Dunmore shaped hole in one of the doors. He's <laughs> uh, like the Flash in The Incredibles. <laughs> what? Speedy Gonzalez, or like someone did say to me that the worst bit about it, and they'd like to get rid of those gender neutral toilets at GB News because they came out the other like their stalls. They came out and Calvin Robinson was doing his hair, and they were like horrendous <laughs> they need he needs his own toilet <laughs> the rest of us can use these ones i saw uh uh one of the other God, twitter has really become a hellscape recently right like it's it's i, I opened it up this morning i saw the cybersmith talking <laughs> talking about his we didn't know who that man was until yeah, this morning didn't know who it was until i came in and talked yeah. about it i then saw a video of calvin robinson and lawrence fox on what would appear to be some kind of lads holiday yeah that is he like hell blunt rotation that'd be the least fun holiday of all time <laughs> just me the cyber smith Lawrence <laughs> Calvin who would you write two talk past the left fellas shag marry kill cyber smith Lawrence Fox Calvin Robinson what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> sorry you need to open up your liberal mind to these to the possibility you have to do these three things I'd marry Cybersmith because I'd want to That's be... insane. Have the human what? pet. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you marry him, you're not his pet. Like, you have a pet. But, but imagine if, 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 it, if that's his general attitude to humanity, humanity <laughs> and you, he probably has some very, very strong views about, you know, marital ownership of a spouse. Mm. I'd rather be with a man who wants a human pet than a man who is as divorced as <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence is. So that means... Fuck Lawrence, kill Calvin. I don't know if we can put this in, can we? Why not? I think about killing someone. Who are you shagging? All three. <laughs> <laughs> Non-stop. Hellish blunt rotation. Great foursome. <laughs> I'm not an incel like Ollie, so I've got a really open mind. <laughs> Me and those three lads on the field are cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a fifth. So he, he did blackface. Um, and then what? Lawrence Fox. Fox. What? What did you think that video was about? I didn't watch it. Oh, I saw them walking in like a, a what was 
clearly some kind of like villa garden in Portugal and was like, fucking get that away from me. Lawrence met up with Calvin to do a video about Lawrence's blackface video. When did Lawrence do blackface? On holiday. Yeah. He like, was like, I'm transracial and like drew. Yeah. On his face. He was like burning pride flags as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Rainbow flags. Yeah. They? I think he's. That was also a, um, something we weren't aware of in Prague. Uh, it was Prague Pride weekend. Oh, fun. So Saturday night was fucking litty. Mm. A bit. Litty. Really? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I bet it goes off. You and the anti-trans brigade. <laughs> yeah, like... sorry. I was, when I say the stag dude didn't realise we were picketing Prague. <laughs> Prague Pride. <laughs> no, it was. It was, it was lit. Turning Point, Czech Republic. Um... I mean, we've derailed it, but I think what, what you should know if you're listening to this is that when September comes around and we're back, Parliament's back in session, nothing will change. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a bit of slightly harder news. Yeah, what, I mean, what, do you, what are you expecting September-wise? Just like basically year-long election campaign. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've decided, I, I thought I would take the, the last three days of August off just as kind of like the last halcyon of like, I don't know. This long. Yeah. Muggy summer. This summer's been so crap. Yeah, August has been. I, I was like, why is this August worse? But then last last summer we had a Tory leadership election. Yeah, that's why it was fun. so much fun. But it was hot. Was that as well? Sunny. Yeah, two of my favorite things. Mm. But the, you know, when, the sun, se- <laughs> Tory leadership leadership uh, when September Hustings. rolls around, they're going to be, you know, both Starmer and Sunak. They're going to be laying out their visions <clears> for the next year. It's it's going to be really good fun, you guys. Back on. It's almost it's so close to like a solitary tear rolling down oh, your yeah. eye as you smile like saying that. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to Conservative Conference officially, are we? Not officially. No. Um, I'll be there. <laughs> Hanging the, out. The drama that's all been kicking off on the uh, amongst the lobby journalists oh, yeah. is that, so it got solved. The issue of the Conservatives were going to make journalists pay to go. The journalists were like, this is a press freedom issue. You can't charge us. And then there was victory for the journalists. The conservatives weren't going to charge anymore. Mm. Everyone was very happy about it. Two days later, they find out there's just a sneaky charge. So you can go... But if you want to use like the Wi-Fi, (laughs) you have to pay the original fee. It's a fucking file. Yeah. (sighs) Which is extraordinary. That'll be a good old weekend, won't it? It'll be a fun old weekend. My birthday. Fucking hell, happy Tra- birthday. Traditionally. I spent, that's what I did on my birthday last year. It was Vox Popping Conservatives outside of, mm. um, in Birmingham. And then I went to a, a beer hall. I'm going to tell your girlfriend that it would be rude of her not to attend conference with you <laughs> and celebrate <laughs> your birthday she's there. She's understandably quite annoyed that I'm going. Which is fair. But it's also work. And it's my genuinely favourite thing to do work-wise. <laughs> and I'm I, would, I would actually go as far as to describe it as your calling. I love it. It's so fun. Mm. People just telling you, just people just revealing truths about themselves. And you're like, we met a second ago. And now you're saying something I would not say if I had a gun to my head. <laughs> it's, just, it is, oh, it's great. Watch out. Yeah, maybe don't, oh, I don't think they're watching this, maybe. Well, there's a good few stories who watch this. Yeah, but not like, not like lots. What are not, you trying to say about our audience? Okay. Well, I, oh, well, yeah. I, sorry, Councillor I, I, Tom, I, I, thanks for listening. <laughs> like. well, that's how we met, Councillor Tom. I know. I both popped him. Yeah. Um, but I think the, like, the, the young people who think there's not enough Christianity in the Conservative Party, they're not Paul Joe heads. Yeah. I don't think. But then they go off in the evening at Tory conference and they have sex with each other in public in the bars. What? Which is something I saw with my bare eyes. Your bare eyes? <laughs> <laughs> 
the apparatus I was at an event there like at my previous job I wasn't there for fun like mm. I do with labour conference no. Um, <laughs> no that's all a joke um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, there were two two advisors having sex with each other in the corner of the bar I was like what the what the fuck is that what? yeah did it look like normal sex <laughs> it was like he was she was kind of like bent over the table sort of thing but like with a oh, leg. so it wasn't they weren't even like trying to hide it no 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 but the leg I just remember her leg being at such a bizarre angle that it just didn't I was like that's not improving access yeah. at all so like sometimes you see like I don't know a video of like someone getting a hand shandy in a shopping centre or something and, <laughs> and like they're trying to be like non-sus yeah like, like you know he'll just be sort of like you know checking out <laughs> sweating yeah <laughs> 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 can we get on for dear life th- but there's like I don't know you could adopt a position that wasn't perhaps necessarily like yeah, on display <laughs> whatever you said or you a leg be- at like 170 degree or angle you can go to your hotel room I think yeah, or just fucking do yeah. that oh I thought you call meant me, a- me. No. <laughs> <laughs> call me a prude but I don't know they I think it was quite well stay. documented at the time I think it was like yeah it was quite well written about it was a big thing I don't remember yeah, well I, I remember it well, you saw it with well, your eyes. The so. leg wasn't high up. That's what, what, what I'm was, saying. I don't think the leg improved access. What was the headline? <laughs> no, somebody, I, somebody fucked a Tory advisor. <laughs> I think it was just like... Breaking news. Tories fucked again. Tories fuck each other, not Tor- Tory gets laid for the first time. I'll, I'll, I'll find it, and then on the next podcast, I'll, I'll show it to you. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Shall we... Uh, Is there anything else? I think that was, was a pretty, uh, pretty top-tier podcasting that's just happened. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Yeah. So that was the most like three people with microphones speak podcast we've done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's going to be lots of comments like, not everyone should have a podcast. <laughs> Just mainly from me. See you on the next one, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.